I'm Tiffany. I'm Kristen. And this is Moral Conduct Podcast. Welcome to the first episode ever. And you get to catch it live. (laughs) Sort of live. Kind of ish. Recorded live. Recorded live for us. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So we are drinking our lovely tea. And we're going to just have a conversation. Have a conversation that some people may be afraid to have, but. We like scary conversations. Yeah. So, Moral Conduct is a podcast about, more broadly about social justice, um, but we're having uh, a series, our first series is going to be about racial reconciliation. So, as you can see, and if you're listening on our podcast, you can't see, but I'm white, <laughs> Tiffany's black. Yeah. And oh, really? Seriously? Am I black? <laughs> and you're white? I think so. Is that the right term? Do you prefer black or African American? Um, depends on the day. Ooh, so, really? Yeah. You didn't tell me that before. <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer white or Caucasian? Hmm. <laughs> Never thought about that. Mm. I don't know. Neither. <laughs> My friend. Yeah. <laughs> Who has light skin. <laughs> I either one. I don't think... I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Right? White is more informal, I feel like. Unless, well... I feel like most people say whites. But if you're like... Once you've said African-American, you have to say Caucasian. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I know some black people that... If I'm talking to a black person, I say black people. If okay. I'm talking to a white person that I'm friends with, I say black people. Okay. If I'm talking to a person that may be more in a professional um, setting, it may be African American. Like it referring to yourself or referring that to the, to someone like about somebody else, like, or I don't know, maybe that doesn't make sense. It's about a group of people, like okay. oh, they were African American. Okay. Yeah. So how do you refer to yourself? I would say I'm black. Okay. If I'm in a if I'm in a professional setting or if I'm in a situation where I don't know, it's I don't know. But I would say I'm African American. Okay. So interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. But if some people say like if I hear like news reporters say, um, that was a black man, it depends on how they said it. I don't know, it's really interesting. Hmm. But if they say African American man, I'm like, okay. Do you feel like it's more well, I don't know. Yeah, like more. I guess what you're inferring is more. It's more professional to say. Yeah, more formal. More formal. More yeah. formal. If we're in a informal setting, yeah. it's easier to to say it. I, I think it's becoming more popular just for people to say this black person, this yeah. white person. Um, I feel like when you say my friend is African American, it's usually not your best friend. Hmm. Maybe a friend that you've had good conversations with. Hmm. But I don't know if you say, like, your best friend that you absolutely love and, like... I mean, I could be wrong, but I just think that you're not afraid to say my black friend. Because that black person usually says about themselves, like, 
yeah, as a black person or and then some people may yeah. some people are very particular with that. I don't Yeah. I don't really care. But so this is a weird comparison. So it's like if it's more formal potentially to use African American, then it in certain settings may be more respectful yes. to say that. So we both speak Spanish, so it's like usted instead of tu. Yeah. Usted is more for the more formal. formal. But mm-hmm. to friends you wouldn't say that necessarily. Exactly. Um but to someone you didn't know, you might opt to use that instead, um, just to be more formal. Yeah. Or, so maybe it's not an exact, exactly, because it depends. I like it more, I don't know, but. Yeah, you said it pretty good. Like, in a formal setting, in a formal setting, you probably would say African American. In an informal setting, you would say it as a black person. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And if you guys agree or disagree, comment and give your input because we would love that. So, yeah. yeah. So just thinking about some of our differences and talking about a few things that just like cracked us up, just how we were brought up differently. And it's not a bad thing or a scary thing. It's v- yeah. actually very cool yeah. to um, talk about different things. And one of those topics were fried chicken <laughs> versus casserole. <laughs> casserole. Yeah. So, so like what... What that yeah. means. What does that mean? <laughs> Basically, the white person's dish versus a black person's yeah. dish, uh, main dish or st- stamped dish or yeah. um, signature dish in their home growing up. Yeah. And so, um, talked about mine was like, a, like what a good meal looked like, especially when you had family come over or friends yeah. come over. It needed to be some chicken, some fried chicken yeah. on the menu. Like if you had a plate of food and a place of foods and you don't have chicken, they said, where's the chicken? Like where's the <laughs> fried chicken? So like that was like, when, you know, when we found that we were having fried chicken, we're like, yes, fried chicken. <laughs> so um, it wasn't like that for you. And that's yeah. interesting. Please like tell me. What? Yeah. So, well, I guess do you, well. Let me ask you first. Do you make fried chicken? Or is that more like... <laughs> like, or I don't know. You're asking a person that doesn't cook very often. Okay. But I have made fried chicken. Oh, okay, let me put it like so this. So, have you made... If you don't cook very often, you've made it. I've made it. But I was like <laughs> the only person of like my friends who happen to be black that... They were like, Tiffany, you don't know how to make fried chicken. <laughs> I was like, I know. I just don't really know how to do anything. I've gotten better since I've gotten married. But like that was like three, four years ago. I had learned how to, I would made my first batch of fried chicken about four years ago. Okay. Or five. About four. Four years ago was my first batch of, but I always eaten it. I just had really good cooks in my family and I didn't have to cook. That's not, it's not a bad thing. I know. I should have been learning. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So, uh, what so, was a typical dish for you guys? So it's not. The more you're talking about it, it's not exactly like an equal thing because growing up, like, it was definitely more like a casserole was a more traditional dish, okay. um, or not traditional even. It was like, it was just the, a very common meal to have at home like and that was a pretty easy thing you just throw everything in I don't I've actually never made a casserole so. okay and like you, I, you, your parents our parents did you know these yes. yeah yeah 
But I, like, a lot of times they have mayonnaise and a lot of things that, like, aren't very good. So, like, I've tried to, I've tried to eat healthier than, like, casseroles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've actually never made a casserole, and I don't really still eat casseroles. Like, my, that's maybe not true, but because they have dairy in them most commonly, oh, yeah. I don't really eat them. So I like potlucks and stuff. But that is probably the most at, like, church potlucks. Casseroles are, like, all over it. And, <coughs> yeah. And it's kind of insane. It's like, it's like casseroles, like green bean casserole or, like, chicken, some kind of chicken, broccoli something, broccoli cheddar, cheddar like, broccoli and cheese, like, all sorts of crazy stuff. But, yeah, so I guess... Mm. Dairy, like, kind of prevents me from eating them a lot. Like, not eating dairy. That um, makes sense. But I definitely used to. Like, all the time. And So, a broccoli and cheese be considered a casserole? Only if it's made as a casserole. <laughs> See, I didn't even know what a casserole was like that. So, like, we didn't grow up with casseroles like that. Like, we either had greens. I mean, like, no, like, green beans and potatoes mixed in it. Okay. So and maybe some meat mixed like together. Pork. Yeah, it'd be, but just literally like green beans, like you see like half of like pieces of potato and you'll see like some bacon in there. So that's sort of, I don't, I don't know. That maybe that's sort of a casserole. But it wasn't a casserole. I don't know what the true definition of a casserole <laughs> is <laughs> because. So what was a typical meal? So my mom used to make, I mean, we had like mac and cheese and stuff like that, but like. The typical casserole that my mom made was like called it was called Chinese chicken casserole. So I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not Chinese food, but I have no idea why it's called that. But mm. it had like shredded chicken and a, like some kind of like cream of something soup, like a can or two cans of like cream of mushroom soup, cream of chicken soup, like in the cans. And I have no idea what's in that. Mm-hmm. It's just not good for you. That's what I know. <laughs> but, and then maybe, maybe some, I don't even know, like celery, chopped celery, mm-hmm. maybe other vegetables, but I don't really think we did that much. And then like the, the best part about it was like cornflakes on top. Mm-hmm. And they usually were like, had a little bit of like butter or oil on them. And so then when it baked, they got like real crispy. Um... Hmm. So that it's basically like all in this like casserole dish. It's not helpful, but this dish that's like this thick mm-hmm. and like this maybe. Or, you know, you can have small ones or bigger ones. But basically everything's just mixed in. You maybe have a topping and then you put it in the oven for extended like 30 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. But I think the attraction of it is like it's all in one dish. And yeah. so it's a little simpler of a meal. Now, granted, we should have... Well, we probably had vegetables along with it sometimes, like, you know, frozen or canned green beans or, like... Yeah. A frozen broccoli or frozen peas. Yeah. But, but yeah, my mom doesn't really make casseroles, at least when, like, my sisters and I go home. Like, she doesn't really make them anymore. Maybe she does, like, for her and my dad or for other things, but... So I don't really still eat casseroles. That's the biggest difference that I think, is that you still eat fried chicken. Yeah, 
I don't eat as much fried foods now, period. Okay. Um, just because I don't cook them. Okay. <laughs> but if I, if I, I don't, I just don't do a lot of fried foods that much. But if, if I'm out in an event, I will grab some fried chicken. Okay. And put it on my plate. See, I wouldn't do that with a casserole. If I was out and there was a casserole as an option, I would probably choose a fried chicken. <laughs> 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 yeah. Which so. they didn't know, dude. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, some fried yeah. chicken is like breaded and I don't know, they like, it's like butter or like, you know, like buttermilk or not buttermilk, but or maybe buttermilk. Isn't that often in the name of like fried chicken, buttermilk fried chicken or something? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I just know it says fried chicken. Glazed fried chicken. Yeah. I don't know. Buttery fried chicken. Stuff like that. So. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's so, it's fascinating that like no one in my family has ever made fried chicken before. So interesting. As far as I'm aware. Maybe they have. And see, if you were a black person and you said that, you would get your black car removed. <laughs> That's what would happen. They'd be like, don't say that out loud. I'm your friend, and that can't be said out loud. So is that, like, more serious, or is that, like, jokingly serious? It's that? joking seriously. <laughs> joking seriously. Like, don't say that again. Like, were you vegetarian? No. Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> okay, so if you were vegetarian, you'd have an out. You'd, you'd have, have an out. Like, you like, watch that reason. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. That's interesting. That's very so did you guys ever eat like chitlins? No. I uh before you told me what it was, <laughs> I did not know what chitlins were. And also that is not spelled chitlins. It's pronounced chitterlings, but it's short for chitlins. That's how I grew up. I didn't know it was chitterlings until I was older. I was like, Chitlins? 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 Yeah. Yeah, that was Every black person doesn't love chitlins, but there are a handful of people that will eat some chitlins. And I don't, I used to not want Thanksgiving dinner if I didn't have chitlins on the side. Like, see, I don't even know what the equivalent would be. Like stuffing? Did you have stuffing for? Do we call it dressing? For like, okay. Okay. That's pretty much the same thing as far as I know. It's a little different. For like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like it might be cooked inside the bird or outside the bird. Yeah, and it's a little, it's made differently somewhat, like, okay. not stovetop. It's, I don't even know how to make it. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. You can tell it's a different, a stovetop and, like, dressing, hmm. uh, which is a little different. So, yeah, chitlins, mac and cheese, chicken, uh, cornbread, yeah, uh, cranberry sauce. Hmm. You've got to have, like, those things. Okay. And... You have to have those things on the menu. For like, for Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, meal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think cornbread would be a Thanksgiving meal thing for my family. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. It was never that significant to me. Mm -hmm. My family had cornbread when we had chili. We'd have a bowl of chili and cornbread. That would be like, Mm. that would complete the meal, would be the cornbread. But I actually have never made cornbread either. Really, I've made some cornbread. I know how to... Like, that's, like, one of my favorite Ooh. side breads to eat while you eat food, so. I recently had some really good, some, like, it was actually fried cornbread. It's from, a, like, a restaurant, like, super close by here, and it's, like, let's see. 
It's like Caribbean or like Jamaican food. Okay. And I did not know that cornbread was necessarily like Caribbean or Jamaican, but it was like fried cornbread. Fried cornbread, maybe. And But they also had like regular cornbread as an option. They just were telling me because the dairy stuff, they were telling me that the regular cornbread had dairy, but their fried cornbread did not. So I was like, great, give me some fried cornbread. (laughs) It was delicious. It was, yeah. Fried Fried cornbread is good. It's not one of my favorite, but it's good. It's good. Like I, I think I was I love the sweetness of cornbread. My mom used to do like fried cornbread and didn't have sugar and stuff. So I'm like, what is this? Like I just got gypped because she's like, you want some fried cornbread or you want some cornbread? It's, it's not, they call it hot water cornbread. Hot water cornbread. Oh, okay. Yes, she said she cooked it in hot water. I'm like, I don't know. What hot that water means. cornbread. That's like my mom's like, do you want some hot water cornbread or do you want regular cornbread? And I got hot water cornbread. I was like, what? So is it it's like? In hot water, and I'm not exactly, I don't remember exactly how it's cooked, but it's like put in patties, like kind of like, like pancakes, and you like turn them over. Okay. Um, and made with similar stuff, and flip it over, and it's like these little patties. Yeah. And it's no sugar in it, though. It's just like this type, interesting type of bread. Hmm. But. How is it in water, though? And it's fried, but in water that like, to me, that's boiled. Yeah. But it doesn't. It, at least the one that I had didn't taste boiled. Yeah, it was. It's it's pretty good. Like it depends on what you eat it with. But huh. it's not like cornbread. Okay. Like sweet, tasty, yeah. soft. Melts in your mouth. No, see, oh, stop. we're gonna get hungry. We're now. gonna get really hungry. I'm gonna drink some tea. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so like even thinking about when it comes on a line of food, how. Um, I see like Whole Foods, like I didn't even really know really the difference of a Whole Foods store. Um, it wasn't a big deal. Like when I was growing up, like we have some, my parents cook fairly good, like not a lot of fried foods, um, but we did eat fried foods, but just not a whole lot. Yeah. But we didn't really do a lot of Whole Foods and like a lot of uh, not, we didn't know. I think it's a new generation thing, non-GMO, yeah. you know, things like that. But I think that the idea of health, healthy eating, um, especially me growing up until like 20 plus years ago, 20 plus years, crazy. Um, it was different. You're 25, it, right? Yeah, let's stick to that. <laughs> um, but I think it was different in like, you know, how we eat as black people and how white people consider eating. Like hmm. I've eaten with like white friends and they're like, oh, you know, um, yeah, we don't have that in our house, like sugar. <laughs> I'm like, where's the sugar? <laughs> you don't have sugar. But and later on, my parents like got rid of sugar. But like me, I was I was raised with sugar in the house. Like you put yeah. sugar in sometimes your cereal. You put sugar yeah, in your tea. <laughs> you put sugar in like almost everything. You had Kool Aid, and we weren't big Kool Aid fans, but like most black people drink kool-aid with sugar um so, added sugar to kool-aid okay oh wait yeah yeah wait. yeah because yeah. most kool-aid packages have like no sugar just powder okay yeah so sugar was a big deal like and so like and like going to some of my white friends like it's like not sugar usually it's sometimes not even honey like organic honey hmm. um uh Sometimes the food is just like a, it doesn't have certain type of things in it because it's like, oh, that's fattening. Hmm. Um, it's more conscious, health conscious. And I don't know, I don't know how you, well, you, if you grew up like that, but I know that my family, we didn't like say no sugar and 
we didn't really care. Um, as long as yeah. you didn't overeat was a big thing. Just don't overeat. Yeah. I didn't grow up like that. Okay. I didn't grow up crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're crazy in other ways. But <laughs> in my immediate family, we're pretty healthy. Moved towards being a little bit healthier. But I definitely didn't grow up with like an overly healthy, like, I don't know, understanding of food and not a healthy understanding of food that's not what I mean but like we had a vegetable at every meal but it wasn't like yeah like the no sugar like low carb like that was not very common now I think some of that is yeah like you said a generational thing a little bit Mm -hmm. um but yeah I'm definitely with the knowledge of like how bad sugar is and that like therefore because carbs kind of turn into sugar in your body like that carbs aren't really that good for you at least like certain kinds especially now I don't know yeah but do you think that like more white people are health conscious is that what you're saying like is that sort of like what you're implying yeah I think I think so and I think that uh I mean, it's obviously like there's a there's a movement happening. I think across the board. Yeah. But I think that it. I don't think a lot of black. I think there's a lot more, like, in certain areas where there are black communities, you see a lot more at McDonald's. Yeah. Um, Burger King. Um, yeah. And rallies. Rallies. Yeah. And, definitely. You know, I mean, they have healthy alternatives, um, but very small, and you see a lot of people. Um, and and these thing in these places in the black community, and, and and they're also in you know mass population, right? But they're heavily dense and heavily populated in those areas, and yeah. um, you don't really see a Panera in the African American yeah. community. You don't really see a um, I don't know something that's really healthy. You don't see a whole food store, right? Uh, in those areas, and so. Um, <clears throat> seeing that those obviously also those things cost more money. It costs more right. money to buy an apple um, or a banana. I mean, I've gone to gas stations that have bananas for like a dollar and well, fifty. Should not be eating. <laughs> I know, like you know, you're traveling and you just like pick up a banana. Yeah, that's true. But like, there's something else is like super cheap. Um, but like you know, like it's just a lot cheaper. Yeah. To get these unhealthy, deadly things that probably are causing many of the diseases that people are dealing with um, in these, you know, in these areas. And so, um, yeah, McDonald's is rallies, burgers, um, and you see a lot of people overweight um, African-American mm. in the African-American community as well mm. that are dealing with weight issues, that are dealing with high blood pressure dealing with I mean I think that's across the board many people deal with these things but a lot of these things are um, heavily affected in the African American community Hmm. minority community and I think it's because of the lack of um, the lack of uh, resources to get to healthy foods and the education of it Yeah. Um, because these places are usually in areas like if you did a vegan shop you know it probably wouldn't flourish well in the African-American community because yeah. a lot of African-Americans eat meat. Yeah. Um, 
or if you did a non-dairy or you know like yeah. i don't I, I didn't even know people were allergic to dairy like that i mean like i i i, I had a couple people who had babies who were but like i hadn't i didn't have any friends that were allergic to dairy you know and yeah. then you know it wasn't very popular but yeah. so i didn't really see that until i met more white friends that i'm like oh wow that's crazy like i never knew that you cared about non-gmos or yeah um yeah Hmm. so so do you think there's just more awareness in the white community of some of those things more awareness and uh i think the marketing matters too okay i think a lot of things are marketed to the african-american community um, like on, more unhealthy foods. More unhealthy market. foods okay. are marketed. I mean, um, I think it, at first I believed it was cool that McDonald's had like African Americans like featured yeah. on their commercials. And, and now I'm like, why are African Americans featured on McDonald's? Like, mm. let's be featured on Chick Fil A. You know, yeah. even though Chick Fil A is not like extremely healthier, but they have a lot more healthy options. Like half a step up, yeah. Yeah, like why can't they be pan- featured on Panera? So like. Um, now it's starting to be like, no, this is intentional. This is a market hmm. um, that this, these are people that are shopping here, that are eating here. And they, yeah. so. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So I think that maybe the move, um, um, commissioning a move to action for that would be literally um, educating Minorities, and it's not just the African American community. There are other communities, minority communities as well, hmm. that are don't have don't have the money to afford whole foods. Don't have the money to afford um, foods that are healthier and, yeah. and things of that nature. And so, I think that informing, educating, and finding a way to um, market educational um, food options, yeah, you know, that would help. Hmm. The minority community, the African Americans specifically, um, because they have a big, there's a big gap and disconnect hmm. with being healthy and what that looks like. Hmm. Like even if you were, like I see more people working out, but if you work out and still eat a lot of greasy fried foods, you're still not doing what's necessary. Like abs are made in the kitchen, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. The lack thereof, right? <laughs> Also, large bellies are created in the kitchen or in someone else's kitchen, like a restaurant kitchen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. That's fascinating. It is. It is. And yeah, I definitely know, notice like more, I mean, back to like fried chicken, like places that sell like fried chicken, they're like, yeah, in more on like. On 38th Street, there's like a ton. And that's just, yeah, like a, not 100%, but very high, like African-American population. Yeah, like around 38th Street and, yeah. And, and so some of it can be culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because the fried black is people also eat chicken, yeah. yeah, fried chicken. Yeah. But, but why isn't Chick-fil-A, like fried chicken, Chick-fil-A is fried chicken, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't Chick-fil-A in those communities? Off that? Maybe just because they're, like, like a little bit more, a little, like, higher end, higher end. Like, fast food, like, a little bit more expensive than some other fast food places. Maybe. So maybe that's a, 
but still that's that's fascinating i never thought about that before that like yeah and i don't know much about chick-fil-a i know that they're good i like that they're closed <laughs> on sundays even though <laughs> even though my husband might disagree but I know, I've definitely made a trip to Chick-fil-A if I remember that they were closed when I got into the driveway. So annoying. (laughs) So annoying. But, yeah, I think education of, like, it's okay to eat this. It's okay to have this as a culture, but there are many things embedded in our culture that also are killing us. Hmm. It's weighty. That is. And, And we need to shift and be educated and also demand certain places be built um and and a lot of that is economics many people whole food stores they do a research of the areas in which they're going to plant their business in which they're going to put healthy foods at and a lot of these places are um upper middle class areas yeah and it's not they don't they're like oh we're providing this service because we care about healthy foods but also you know, we know our market. Yeah. You know, and they know who's gonna most likely buy that and also who wants to, who can afford it, and who can like continue, like come back over and over again and, and so that they can make a profit. Cause exactly. It's it's almost always more beneficial for a company to target higher income families because they have more money to spend. Yeah. So on a marketing level, like it totally makes sense. Yeah. But a community should still be aware of those things. And have access, healthy access to those things. Yeah. You should not be able to not eat healthy because you don't have the finances to do that. Yeah. And I think that economically these companies are good. They're in a good place. But morality and moral morally there's a disconnect and there's an issue. Like mm-hmm. when when people in lower income areas don't have access because they don't have the finances yeah. for these type of things. And mm-hmm. I think that that is the issue. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to put your business in a place that's gonna produce the, I mean, the best outcome for you, yeah. the best, bring about the, re- the best revenue. Yeah. But it is a problem when only unhealthy um, and things that can make you sick, you know, are in your, in the lower income areas. Yeah. And so there has to be some type of, uh, governing of that. Yeah. It has to be. Otherwise, yeah. you know, people are, there's, there are diseases that only black people suffer from. Really? Yeah. What kind? Like sickle cell. Like sickle oh. cell is, a uh, African American I'm interchanging black and African American a lot. I know. But I'm noticing. I <laughs> yeah, decided not to point that out. <laughs> but sickle cell is an African is one of the um, a high um, disease that populated African American. It's targeting African American people. So what? Why? And that's the question. Like, <laughs> what is it that African either African Americans are eating? Or not eating. Not eating. Or... I mean, some things have to do with the DNA, but I do believe a lot of things have to do with access um, and and what's around you and what you're afforded hmm. <laughs> um, that can, you know, because there's so many things that you can literally uh, 
or how I would say, if you are if you have a disease, a certain disease, there's so many things that literally eating healthy and certain type of foods can like reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like in intestinal things. And yeah. Then, yeah, like headaches. Like I, I just recently was talking to somebody that like figured out that they couldn't drink diet sodas anymore because of aspartame. And that, I think I'm saying that right, I don't know, but um, that that can cause headaches. Wow. Um, and that this person, like, finally realized that they, they this stuff is, is making them sick. They can't, um, they can't drink it anymore. Wow. Um, they need to find another source of caffeine. Wow. Instead of, like, diet, I forget what, it was some sort of diet soda, I can't remember, but... Um, that instead of, because it's diet, so they're not putting sugar in it, but they're putting aspartame as the, like, or that's something that's in, like, artificial sweeteners. Mm. Um, so that those things actually can be bad, bad for your health. Um, and one of, one of the symptoms is, like, causing headaches. But, like, yeah, something like that, that, like, you can change your diet and your headaches will go away. Or, so I mean, that's not everybody. But, yeah, like, diet makes a huge difference. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, but what yeah, you sorry eat? I interrupted you. No, that's good. That's good. That's a good example. I, I think that a lot of things are causing African-American problems because of what we eat mm-hmm. and what we don't eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, generationally what has happened that didn't mix well with DNA and um, our systems, mm-hmm. you know, so... I, I, I really there's studies on it and, and we can get into studies later too like and, and really do dig into that and yeah. um maybe talk to people who study that you know um yeah we can just bring in an expert we don't need to do what? the research why don't we do the research ourselves <laughs> work we're just gonna talk and somebody <laughs> else can feed us the you know wisdom and knowledge <laughs> feed our brains <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> I like that you know, I got time for that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so, no, seriously, we don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I think that that's really good. I think that us, like someone bringing a campaign and, you know, and something that I think, the urban farms, I think, is really good. I've yeah, been hearing a lot about movement. urban yeah. farm movement and building... Uh, farms in urban areas and yeah. helping pe- like people in the community actually farming yeah, those like areas community garden stuff community yeah. gardens are you growing your own stuff you have yeah. uh, and I think that that's a big movement that maybe is what gonna what's gonna help mm-hmm. um, bring about shifting and change in the community and getting um, African Americans specifically on board yeah. with being healthy and if they can afford it you know, things that yeah. nonprofit businesses, not for profit businesses and, and different businesses that are invested in yeah. making sure like, okay, let's create our own farms. Let's create um, yeah. things in this area and, and let's till the land, let's farm it um, so that we can have it for yeah. a discounted cost. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. There's actually like a, at a park nearby here, there's, um, there's a, a, I think it's recently started like a little community garden or something like that. Now I have no idea who's running that because there this area is probably fifty fifty white and black or maybe like sixty forty like higher 
black population than white. Um, maybe it's a little different and like different, but that, that's been my experience is that it's almost half and half. Um, which is pretty cool. So, to see which that is then. pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know who's running the community garden. If it's, if it's only white people, that's not helping that specific cause. Now it's not a bad thing necessarily, but it's not doing anything to better that that situation. Yeah, of, people need to be involved of, of minority descent, right? To help um, know how to fish. Like if you can't just right. be handed fish, right? You need to know how to fish so that you can fish for yourself, right? Yeah, and w- one of the things that I was as you were thinking about, I'm not necessarily intending to like support a bunch of well, actually, yeah, um, like Patachu Foundation. I've never heard of it. Um, so they, they have a several restaurants. Um, so Cafe Patichu is the most common. It's like a brunch place. Cafe Patichu, they're like all over the Indianapolis. Um, and then the Public Greens, like in Broderpool, that is also one of the restaurants. And they have maybe another one. It's like Petitu or something. It's more like fancier, I think. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. but they, um, have like the foundation is like, um, they educate, um, they do like after school programs or they, they bring food to after school programs and like healthy food, mm. um, bring them like, I, I think it might be dinner even. Um, wow. so like kids that go to an after school program, um, they feed them dinner. Um, and they also do like education about eating healthy and they like, um, will be specific about like trying different types of food so that kids are exposed to like different types of foods. Um, but yeah, I recently went to a thing that they were like talking about it and it's pretty interesting that they're like definitely doing that. And, um, they partner with like other after school programs, like that are at, um, specifically like schools with higher percentages of like low income kids. Mm. Um, and unfortunately that's, there's a higher po- higher population of black um, or African American kids. <laughs> I'm not sure which one to use in that situation. Whatever you want to use, <laughs> you can always say black with me. I don't care. Well, but with everyone else, <laughs> yeah, we'll just pick. Don't one. be offended. <laughs> Hard conversations, right? <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. Anyway, there there are people that are that are starting to do that, but um, hopefully in like ten years we'll be like. It's totally different. Yeah, but that'd be great. It's a movement. Yeah, yeah it starts with a movement. Yeah, and it and it and it moves a culture. Yeah, which shifts and impacts a generation. Yeah, cool. That's good. So thanks. Thought of it myself right there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So that's cool. I love it. Um, so we just wanna, you know, if you guys have any questions or um want to be a guest on our show please uh email us at moralconductpodcast.gmail.com at gmail.com not dot uh, moralconductpodcast at gmail.com and we'll be happy to have you on the show and if you're interested in just emailing us and telling us you know any questions you guys have let us know and we'd love to talk about those things and share them as well on our on our show so thank you guys for watching yeah thanks so much again i'm tiffany and i'm Kristen, and we'll see you next time next time
Hey guys, Kristen here. Thanks so much for listening to the first episode of the Moral Conduct Podcast. I hope you enjoyed joining Tiffany and I as we talk about issues, challenges, um, and just weird things that come up when doing life with people who are different than us. Please join us next week for our next conversation. Hope you enjoy it then. Um, And again, we would love to hear your feedback, whether good or bad, or any questions you might have. So please email us at moralconductpodcast at gmail.com. That's M-O-R-A-L-C-O-N-D-U-C-T podcast at gmail.com. You can also email us if you want to contribute to our conversation by being a guest on our show. We would love to have you. Take care, guys. See you next week.